app. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. He'll be back uh, beginning of next week. And um, and I'll be with you for the next hour, along with uh, my guest in studio right now is uh, Chester Tam. He's the, the operations vice chair for the Massachusetts Trump campaign. And um, so happy to hear have him here to give his insights on the results of the New Hampshire primary last night. We... Um, we spent a lot of time working together on this this uh, campaign for the next uh, months up into November, and um, and uh, Chester's been a real real asset to the to the entire uh, Trump campaign organization here in Massachusetts. Um, we're interested in hearing your thoughts as we we continue into the discussion about the results last night and the impacts we think it, it'll have, uh, you know, going forward and up until the final election in November. 508-996-0500 is the number to get on the show. And uh, we're really interested in hearing your thoughts. This is this is such an important time in America for for all of us to feel comfortable to step up and, and have our voices heard. Talk about so your friends and family, neighbors can can be encouraged and and everybody can feel okay about jumping on a common thread that we all need right now in this country. We've been so divided for so long and to see the excitement and to have these two overwhelming results for President Trump in the first, the Iowa caucuses and now uh, the record-setting New Hampshire results that he has, I think are, are very encouraging for all of us, whether you're independent, Democrat, or Republican, we're all feeling the same impacts of the current administration's uh, failed policies and um, one of the most important failures that has impacted us most severely across every facet of our our society and our country is the illegal immigration issue that has been completely ignored by not only the president, but um, been encouraged by the Democrat Party uh, in a way that is as un-American as can be. We're a country of laws. Uh, we have people around the world respecting the laws of the United States, waiting their turn for years, who are still doing it. And those who have already done it, thank you very much for all who have done it the right way, come in and uh, contributed not only uh, their talents and skills, but their their culture uh, to make us a stronger America. And that's how it should be done. But we can't have this sort of reckless way of ignoring the laws and letting just anybody including drug dealers and terrorists, come in over our border and say it's okay. But that's what's been going on with the Biden administration. And um, it, it's now time for it to come to an end. And I think all of us are feeling that. As I said, regardless of your party affiliation, it's really about now, what are we going to do about it? And I hope that um, it'll begin with you all calling in and saying here how you feel and what you think we need to do. Uh, to get this country back on track. And um, I'm going to go to to, to um, Chester and, and talk a little bit about the 
the results last night and what what does it mean chester for the country do you feel that that this idea that we've seen really overwhelming results in the republican primary so far and the fact that you didn't even have a president um, of the united states who even wanted to participate in the in the first primary of this presidential election yeah, so what was interesting, so yesterday when um, <coughs> when the primaries, you know, was happening and then the votes, I was um, I was very active online. And, and, and you know, you know me, I'm I'm on a he- heavy pre- presence on X, uh, X Twitter. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I was on a lot of spaces last night speaking. And, um, you know, what was interesting is... Um, they actually had exit polls um, kind of asking what they uh, people were identifying as. And um, what's interesting to me was that the amount of, you know, people that were voting in the Republican primaries, this is a Republican primary, um, only 47% of the people in the exit polls said they identified as a Republican. So that means the majority of the voters were Democrats and independence. And what's shocking to me was that the action, you know, Democrats were voting in this primary 8%, 8% wise compared to 2016. There was, it was only 3%. So you can see the shit, like the, the overall numbers there. I mean, that's very positive in a way Like you know, you, you have Democrats and independents who are interested in the Republican candidates. Um, so I, I see that, uh, as very good momentum, especially for us, you know, we have a, a large um, independent voter base in Massachusetts that I believe that, you know, I think it's going to show in the, you know, come March 5th when we have our primaries. Yeah. And isn't it, isn't it refreshing to know that, that people are, are not just sort of filtering everything through their party, that Summer's finally saying, you know what, I, I, I'm an American first, and, and yeah, I might have different points of view on certain things, but when it comes to the basic needs of Americans, you know, the, the, their health care of their family, the, the, the welfare in their neighborhoods, the security, the safety, the, the threats to us nationally, right, and internationally, that those, that those things are taking priority over the party issue at least it's beginnings of a trend to that does it do, 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 are you finding that yes absolutely and you look at the, bo- the border issue that you were speaking of you know this morning um you know under biden you, you know you see the mess that's been happening and the reason why it's happening is because of all the policies that he's removed that was put in place by trump right and trump has proven you know when he was in in his presidency he was able to control the, the illegals coming in. That illegal flow was, you know, dropping as, as time went on. And um, the issues that we have going on in this country, that's one of, probably one of the biggest issues is because of the border, the illegal immigration and everyone coming in. I mean, you, you look at Massachusetts becoming a sanctuary state. I, I mean, what does that even mean? You know, right. you, you're talking about Healy trying to tap into that to our surplus funds to be able to already, you know, 
allow to to give money to the to the shelters because they're being overrun. They they, have, they tell me there's a hundred people living at Logan Airport. I mean, but you know what? What I I think not only to your point that the the issue of the impacts of of illegal immigration are are horrific, but what's even I think equally horrific to me. And I don't know. I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. And callers as well. I'd be interested in your thoughts. That it's been three years and it's just gotten progressively worse and worse and worse with regards to the impacts on our country and the lack of interest. I mean, the president doesn't even, Biden doesn't even go to the border. I mean, you know, he spends his time down at Rehoboth Beach and, and uh, wherever he can be away from the issues that m- impact Americans to have to face them and tell them what he's going to do about it. Unlike President Trump, who's always said, here's what we're going to do, how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it. And and what troubles me is that they they don't, they know these impacts are happening. And for three years, they just don't care. And that, that includes parents who've lost their children and their loved ones to fentanyl poisoning that they know is pouring in from these cartels into our communities at an alarming rate. We're 11th in the nation in Massachusetts, 11th for overdoses. And, 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 and think about this, and, and, and fentanyl poisoning, rather. Um, but think about this. When you, when you know these things are happening, and you know that p- families, mothers, fathers, are losing their family members to fentanyl poisoning, to people who are being killed by drunk driving illegal aliens that aren't supposed to be on the road, to to the to the other types of of horrific crimes committed against the American people by these people who who are part of gangs or who violated our laws, came in here, have criminal histories, and all of this. That the Biden administration knows this is going on. Congress knows it's been going on. I don't care if it if it's one family or a hundred families. If it's one family, that ought to be enough for you to say, "Wait a minute, a, a, a life at fifteen, sixteen years old was snuffed out because of my lack of interest and responsibility to address a problem that we know is as clear as day." The law, or a country of laws, people shouldn't be coming into this country in violation of the law. If you do it, if you go into a store and you steal something, you should be arrested for it. Right. Right. Those are the laws. Yeah, and not only are they, you know, allowing this to happen, they're they're seems like they're inviting them. You, you look at it, you know. I mean, you know, in Texas, they're trying to put, you know, the the razor wires to keep people out, and Biden is um, having court cases to have them remove it. You know, so I I mean, I'm glad that. Even though that has happened, that they they are are still installing these razor wires to try to keep people up. Because you, you right. look at it, you look you look at what's going on. You know, it, for example, in Brunswick, Maine, they built these new housing communities to house illegals, and they're going to be allowed to live there for two years, rent free. Yeah. And you look at what hap- what's happening in Lahaina in Maui, uh, Maui Lahaina, right? Where they had the Maui, the wildfires, right? Um, th- those people, they they don't have a home, right? They were given seven hundred dollars, and that was it, right? And they still have mortgages that they're paying for because you know they're not allowing the insurance companies to go in there 
to assess the the homes and kind of you know see the type of damage which you know most most of the houses have been burnt down but they're not allowing the insurance you know agents to go in there to to take a look and and be able to say okay we you know to verify that the home's no longer there and and allow to give these people the, the money to to start rebuilding yeah and when they, and and when, but and when you which which is a real slap in the face but but when you're when you are an administration and you're looking people in the eye when you know what you're telling them is a lie to me and we all know it we see it just take my the example of my orcas the border's secure the border's secure playing us for fools the fact that they feel that confident and comfortable to play us as a fool so openly ought to outrage every one of us and we ought to stand up and say who the hell do you think you are you're gonna you're, you're looking me in the eye and lying to me and you're telling me that I'm supposed to believe you where are these people's minds and what they believe is respectable for the people they represent you have to ask yourself that question I think we we got a caller on the line we're gonna jump call are you there hello good morning caller good morning um, I I was uh, happy when I got the turn of the radio in the morning, and I smiled when I heard the results from Iowa. And then I watched last night President Trump's speech, and I clapped at my house by awesome. myself. But um, at first, I mean, I would vote for President Trump again. But at first, I thought Nick, Nikki Haley was a a good speaker, you know, in public and everything. But then I noticed she talked too fast, and I... Um, read some things that she's getting money from the deep state, which is Democrats, so that's why she's spending 30 million whatever dollars to buy her, you know, they're paying her to come in, and so she's not a true Republican conservative, in my opinion. Right. Well, I, I think she has conservative values. She said she does, um, she did agree with a lot of what President Trump stood for, but... Well, kind of like the Democrats, when they look you in the eye, they... Yeah. Say things that are true. Yeah. But I think my guess is that she will probably realize that the party's moving in moving forward without her, that, that she's not <sighs> going to pick up this, the steam oh. that she needs. And hopefully she she uh, recognizes that and, and um, does the final that, step to bring you. That last together. caller from Maine about the housing, this governor of Massachusetts, she's going to do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it's like in my town of Fairhaven, they're calling them unsheltered families, and they were taking up um, donations and everything. I'm retired, and they were getting more than I am. Yeah, and that's so, and that's so outrageous. You worked all your life, and, and, and it's a time where you should be uh, rewarded yeah. for, for so the things that supported. I just wanted to yeah. call and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thanks for taking Tim's place. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Colin. Okay. Thanks for calling in, and have a great day today. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. Tom Hutchin, 508-996-0500. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. 508-996-0500 is the way you get on, on the uh, line. And uh, we're interested in hearing your thoughts on this uh, election results from coming out of New Hampshire. With me in studio is Chester Tam, our Vice Chair of Operations for the Massachusetts Trump campaign. And really happy to have him here with us for the remainder of the show. We'll be finishing up at 9 o'clock, and I'm going to go to my caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, good morning, guys. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Tom, thank you for your service. 
Well, thank you. Um, everything I need to know, Tom, about progressive Democrats, how they feel about our southern border, illegal immigrants pouring into this country. I saw it last night. I was watching Trump's acceptance speech on Fox. And as soon as Donald Trump brought Tom Holman on the stage to take the microphone, I immediately switched to CNN. Fake Jake Tapper was in the process of cutting the feed. Huh. They, they don't want to hear Tom Holman. They don't want to hear him. Yeah, Tom's a great guy. I've worked with him for a lot of years. Correct. And Tom Holman told a lot of us what we pretty much already know. The border was never more secure than when Donald Trump was in charge. Right. And Holman, I believe, Holman, I think, goes back to Ronald Reagan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he served, on, served under six presidents, I think he said. So this is what I'm saying. You know, they, they're just, you know, they don't want you to hear certain things. They just don't want you to hear certain things. Yeah, and, you know, that that's the really uh, pretty amazing uh, part of what's gone on. And I think some people sort of haven't really taken note of it until recently, but but that's how they, they will pick and choose what they want the American people to know. It is, right. and, and in a lot of ways, it's like, it's almost like mental conditioning, right? They, yeah. they keep repeating the same messages as wrong as they are. And, mm-hmm. and, and the more they repeat it, they figure, and this is, I think, part of the plan that these, these uh, left-wing uh, groups are are pushing and have been, which is they understand that by repeating the same message over and over again, and people are busy, so they capture you know they capture things in snippets. Right. If they keep hearing the it's same thing, right? That it's they yeah that if they're saying it, it must be so, and then people will just buy into it. But I'm hoping that the American people have finally realized that they've been being used, um, and in some cases abused in in the way these policies have been been uh, yeah. implemented and that and that all of us will come together now and say wait a minute these people have been manipulated all of us through this mental right. conditioning it's the kind of thing you see in a communist country right they, they, they yeah, just, exactly it's 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 no different and we can't yeah. allow ourselves to get any further down the road in that regard or we we will lose america and everything that our parents and our grandparents and our our founders fought for yeah. us to have and I don't think any of us want that to happen. And I'm hoping, I don't know how you feel. Do you feel, do you feel like the country's finally waking up and all of us and, and saying, wait a minute. I'm really, I'm really, really torn to be honest with you. Yeah. I, um, if you, if you include the two uh, mass primaries in the last uh, eight years, I voted for Donald Trump four times. And yet I can honestly tell you I'm undecided right now. And I'm undecided because I don't know if you can get it across the finish line. That's my biggest problem. Uh, you know, you know, the mainstream media, perfect example of it last night. They're going to go full Hitler on Donald Trump. They're already doing it. Yeah, they've been doing it since day one. Met Washington Post yeah. when he first took office, day one, they said this no. is the beginning of the impeachment of Donald Trump. That's my biggest fear. I, not, he's going to win that nomination, hands down. My problem is, can he get it across the finish line? Well, what the, so, know, what they got up their sleeves? So, what point? so, my, so my, my respectable response to that would be... Um, and, and you've said it a couple of times, it's my biggest fear. That's exactly what they want you to feel, is fear so that you don't right. go out and do that. But but all the more reason, that's that's the crossroad of where we are. That's why yeah. all of us as Americans, we can't be afraid. We, we can't worry about the outcome. We'll know what the outcome is if we don't vote no, for Donald right. Trump, right? So and it'll never stop me from voting. I will absolutely yeah. vote. It won't stop me from voting. Yeah, and I think, and I think honestly, 
people like yourself who are very committed, pay attention, um, can influence so many other people by just saying, look, you know, party doesn't matter anymore. This is about about the people. This is about our neighborhoods. It's about our families. It's about our nation. We have a choice. It's real simple. Do we want to continue going spiraling downward? Or do we, who have the power, want to take back our government and let's make the decisions for how America will still embrace people coming in and cultures and opportunities, but let's make sure that we're doing it through the law, within the law, and um, and with the right ideals that our parents and, and grandparents passed on to us so we can have a safer, more prosperous America for our children and our grandchildren going forward and save this country. Thank you for your time, guys. Yeah, thank you, caller. Thanks for calling in. We're going to go to break, and uh, we're going to be right back. 508-996-0500. I'm Tom Hodgson, filling in for Tim Weisberg. We'll be right back. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Former President Trump taking a victory lap after winning in the New Hampshire presidential primary. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it, and it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. His last remaining major opponent, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, told her supporters the race for the Republican nomination is far from over. She said there are dozens of states left and challenged Trump to a debate. Pundits say Haley has to have a respectable finish in the South Carolina Republican primary on February 24th to have any shot. North Korea is reportedly firing missiles off its west coast. South Korean and U.S. officials released a statement saying multiple cruise missiles were fired into the sea early Tuesday and that further activities by the North were being monitored. The missile launch comes as the South Korean Navy has been conducting training drills along its east coast near the North Korean border. South Korea's defense minister is condemning the missile launches, calling them a serious threat to his country. At least 18 people are dead and more than 130 wounded after a wave of Russian airstrikes in Ukraine Tuesday, 700 days after Russia's invasion. The attacks targeted more than 200 sites in Ukraine's capital Kiev and second largest city Kharkiv. Nearly 140 homes were hit. United Airlines CEO says he's disappointed in Boeing's recent issues that have led to United planes being grounded. Scott Kirby said on CNBC that Boeing needs real action to fix its reputation. He said he's spoken to the company CEO David Calhoun to talk about his issues, saying United is Boeing's biggest customer in the world. The Federal Aviation Administration launched an investigation into Boeing and ordered the grounding of close to 200 Boeing 750 7 MAX 9 aircraft after a door plug panel flew off an Alaska Airlines flight earlier this month. Charles Osgood, the longtime anchor of CBS News' Sunday morning, has died at the age of 91. As for me, I will see you on the radio. Osgood signing off from the show for the final time with his signature catchphrase when retiring in 2016. CBS reports Osgood died Tuesday at home in New Jersey. His family said he was suffering from dementia. A new docu-series about Bon Jovi will soon be streaming. Trey Thomas with more. Thank you, good night. The Bon Jovi Story is a four-part series set to debut on Hulu on April 26th. And it promises to give fans a rare backstage glimpse of frontman John Bon Jovi himself. It's being touted as the very first project to chronicle the band's 40-plus years from Jersey Shore clubs to the biggest stages on earth. I'm Trey Thomas. Turning now to the South Coast, the entire Massachusetts congressional delegation demanding answers about the 
financial crisis at Stewart Health, which operates St. Anne's Hospital in Fall River and Morton Hospital in Taunton. And Sunday bus service via the Southeastern Regional Transit Authority starts this weekend. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Bruins wrap up their five-game homestand tonight, looking to extend a five-game winning streak when they host the Carolina Hurricanes at TD Garden. Game at 7.30, and tomorrow night it's the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. The plows are out this morning due to some overnight snow. Here's your full forecast with ABC6. Temperatures will be rising into the upper 30s this afternoon with rain, and overnight tonight, rain will remain in place with temperatures rising in the mid-40s by 4 o'clock in the morning. More rain for this Thursday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full summer-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Good morning, South Coast. We're going to go to our, uh, we're going to go right to our callers. Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg, 508-996-0500. we got several calls on the line, so we're going to try to get through everybody. Morning, caller. Hey, good morning, Sheriff. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Good. Always been a supporter of yours, just so you know that, but for what it's worth. Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Sheriff, I know that you have a relationship with uh, President Trump, and I'm hoping because uh, that you can you can get close enough to him to at least, and I'm sure he's already aware, but share the concern that most a lot of us out here that have faith in, in him being back in office are concerned about the fraud that will take place. And I think that all these thousands of hours that you're doing and the president's doing and the traveling, it, it, it's grueling up to that point. And what a waste if we let the Democrats steal the election. Yeah. And I, I, I hope there's something that can be done or said, or he's got his people in place. I don't know the, 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 the mechanics of it all, but I'm you, hoping. You, you know what? You raise a great point, and it is something that's at, at the top of everybody's uh, mind. He spoke about it last night in his, um, his um, <clears throat> victory speech after the uh, New Hampshire primary, where he alluded to it that, that we can't allow it to happen, and we're, we're – paying attention to it and on top of it and 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 we are um it's it's going to be something that is very very focused on by the party to make sure that there's uh, very little chance that they're going to be able to try to try to cheat so I, you point I, I, hope, I hope so sir yeah i hope so yeah. um point it, will take because it. this can this can happen no this yeah there's happen. no question and we all have to be aware of it and uh and make sure that our elections are clean clean uh, going forward. So thanks for your call, and I appreciate Thank your you. point. It's a great point. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Hello, caller. Caller, hey, you good th- morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you? You know, very well, thanks. Uh, I watched I watched the, uh, you know, the entire uh, thing last night. As a matter of fact, I started watching early. I was so interested. I, I kind of wished I was up there to uh, take part in it. You and me um, both. Yeah, it, it was... Um, I, I was kind of hoping for a larger, you know, uh, margin of victory, just like everybody else that's a Trump supporter, too. But one thing we've got to realize, I think, is uh, there is, and this is, what's, this is what bothers me, I, and this, I'm going to uh, allude back to one of your previous callers, there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of tr- uh, still a lot of Trump hatred out there, and it's much and it's very big. And, and the uh, the media, they they they're very very good at um, uh, you know festering it more and more. Yeah. Um, and that's the worst part about this, and that's what scares me. And I know what he was saying. He he was he, he didn't think he could bring it. You know that Trump might not be able to bring it across the finish line. That's a fear because what is a fact is is that in a general election, especially. Um, there is a ton. I mean, this is, there's going to be two choices. It's going to be Trump or Biden. And there's just a ton of Trump haters out there. And the media is going to do everything in their power to get them out to the polls. And that, you know what I mean? I, I know about election interference. Um, I saw, we all saw it. Um, the, 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 the part about the election interference that I see is that that's more effective is what the media itself does. Not so much. I mean, I understand, the, the, you know, the, the ballot, you know, the, the stuffing of the ballot sure. boxes, all these other things. But the, the, it's the media and how they steer the minds of the people to believe certain things. There is so much hatred out there against Trump that, from the people that are believing falsities. And yeah. that's the part that bothers me the most. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's, ba- it's it's terrible that, that the media intentionally does that. Um some people who don't pay a lot of attention uh, to everything that's going on every day will will sometimes just rely on the media, which is where I think it gets to your point, which is it's uh, it's kind of scary when people just sort of accept what the media is saying. But we ought to start holding media accountable too. Um, you know, when when Trump won Iowa, it was sort of like, oh, he had a pretty reasonable win, as the president mentioned. Instead of saying he had an overwhelming win, it's sort of a reason, reasonable win but caller your, your point's well taken i appreciate it. i got to go to the other callers thanks so much for calling in we're going to go to your next caller call are you there yeah good morning tom good morning how are you uh good uh, the last caller perfect segue um abc six news coverage of uh, trump's victory speech and the election they had a couple of live reporters there now uh you know that you can differ on what uh, what's a news item uh and how to report it what is news all right, the, uh, the Ron DeSantis endorsement is a couple of days old, yeah. uh, as an example. But they have uh, they're showing video of uh, of the Trump speech with uh, Tim Scott. They mentioned Tim Scott. They also uh, among the people they mentioned endorsed Trump, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, not news, and George Santos. That struck my my ears lit up on that one. I go, did they just miss? you know, pronounced DeSantis as George Santos. Yeah. Said, no, then I read AP reported uh, George Santos was at the party. But to say that really? uh, Trump got the Santos endorsement is dishonest reporting and it's slight and it's subtle and yeah. it's purposeful. Yeah. And, uh, and was that's Sa- what you got to keep. You got to keep your eyes out on this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because that they, they, they do do those things and, and we, we just have to be on top of it now. And I think, Hopefully everybody's antennas are up about this now. It's been it's been going on for so long, and I think again, regardless of your party, nobody nobody should be fooled into these kinds of things. And um, we just have to have to pay attention and, and be there for each other to make sure that the truth is is what prevails. Thank you so much, caller. I got to go to break, but thank you for calling in. We'll be right back. Tom Hutchin, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Back with your calls in just a minute. <laughs> And we're back. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for 
Tim Weisberg will be back at the beginning of next week. We're going to go right to our callers who have been patiently waiting. Caller, are you there? Call, hello, caller, are you there? Call, Good morning. Good hey, mo- Tom, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Well, not bad, you know. Let me just say, um, let me bring you local. You know, we keep talking about the Texas border, but New Bedford has become the Brownsville and the Del Rio, Texas a Cushnet, a Cushnet River has become the Rio Grande. You drive up and down uh, County Street in the South End or Cushnet Avenue. It's like you're in a third world country in Mexico City. And you were talking about lies. People today, the younger people want to believe lies. They don't want to think for themselves that what they're being said is the truth. And we have a mayor who's a spin doctor who's on board with uh, Mara Healy and this 5% surcharge on your automobile on top of the 2.5% to take care of the illegals who are invading our city. And everybody turns the blind eye, and they just keep telling you your water and your sewer and your property taxes are going to go up, and you're going to pay more taxes on your car to take care of these people who don't belong here. And State Representative Chris Markey came on WBSM a few times with Chris Chris McCarthy, and he says that we have the obligation to educate, to provide shelter for these people and food stamps for all of these people. That's an outright lie, and we continue to believe this crap. Yeah, you know, um, you raise a number of uh, good points. There is, a, um, I think, in defense of what uh, Representative Markey saying, right now, based on the law, which is a shelter-in-place law, um, they're required to take these people in. But here's the here's the problem, and, and it goes to your point. Why isn't Mara Healy filing a bill? Why aren't the legislators filing a bill to eliminate that law, right? That's the, that's their job, get rid of the law so that we aren't required to to shelter in place for these individuals, and, and you're absolutely right. And, and as far as... Um, the number of people that we're seeing in in New Bedford and all around the the entire country now in the neighborhoods across the U.S. We we need to why aren't we why aren't we holding these not for profit agencies these non governmental organizations that are taking these people in making making tons and tons of money doing it right why aren't we holding them accountable to to get statistics of who's coming in every week how many people. And why aren't the legisl- why isn't the legislature putting laws in place to say we want accountability? Who's coming in? How many people are being brought to our hospitals? We know what's going on with the the Stewart Health situation right now that we could potentially lose nine hospitals in our region because of the Medicaid issue that you spoke of, which is these individuals are coming in and they're getting benefits right away. And and they haven't contributed one dime to anything that we're doing uh, in regards to supporting the economy in this in this state or in this country. And so, I mean, some have gotten jobs, but by and large, most are just coming in and immediately getting these benefits of being signed up as fast as they can. And they're getting better benefits than our veterans who are sleeping on the streets. I mean, and this has gone on for, for years and years now to the point where we have probably close to, by the time this administration's done, it'll be about 20 million that have come in illegally, and that includes criminals, it includes terror, uh, no terrorists, and others. So, so you're you're absolutely right, caller. Thanks for for your points; they're well taken and uh, and right on right on point. Going to go to our next caller. Caller, are you there? Hello. Hi, caller. 
Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, I've got a statement and a question. Sure. Now, on the windfall, there's how many people in Massachusetts that are retired that are involved in getting hurt by the windfall tax? Well, the windfall itself. I don't know the number. there's seven other states. So you're talking millions of people. Yes. Why can't maybe Trump could turn around and spot some people up and say, hey, we'll get ready to windfall because you've got Connecticut and other states. There's only seven states that have the windfall. People worked hard, did two jobs, missed graduations every job because of working to keep their families above water. Yes. But now when you retire, you get hurt by it. Why not give them their due? Know what I mean? Uh, hey, listen, I agree with you. Um, I, I think of all the people I've often said, the people who have given the most uh, and are now in their 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 retirement years, they they ought to be the ones that you know they've given back to their, they've supported their churches, their civic organizations, they've raised their families, made sacrifices. They they're the ones that we should be looking to, not just for for example. And 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 appreciation, but but making sure that they're getting what they need to support them, since they made those sacrifices along the way, uh, and took the responsibilities that were rightfully theirs, uh, and didn't try yeah. to pass them off and, to anyone else. And the other statement is, if you look at what these the illegals get for our food stamps, they get about forty dollars a day, I think. That's what's mentioned about two or three months ago. That's yeah. fourteen thousand five hundred and five hundred dollars per year. Do you know anybody on the food stamp program that's a citizen that gets that much per year? Because it's two hundred and eighty dollars a week. Right. Most families only get two hundred eighty dollars a month. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's outrageous. Crazy. It's a, it, it is outrageous, and you know what? It ought to be something that that really uh, every American looks at and says we're we, we need to be fair. And we need to support those people who are doing things the right way. And um, and um, and and your point is is so right. And I appreciate you calling in. Uh, we're going to have to go to break right now. But but caller, I appreciate your your input and taking the time to call in and give your views. We'll be right back. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Back after the break. We're back. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. And uh, we've got two callers on the line I'm going to get to in just a second. But I wanted to just go to to uh, Chester Tam, our vice chair of operations for the Trump campaign in Massachusetts. And just if you can just kind of summarize uh, quickly, uh, Chester, about how can people get in? People are asking, how do I get involved in the Trump campaign? What do I where can I go and um, and get my name on online to volunteer and so forth? Yes. Yeah, so, um We've been working on developing a website, and um, currently it doesn't have the easiest uh, domain name to find. You know, there's a bunch of dashes in there. You see it goes by mass-trump-campaign-2024.com. Um, not the easiest to find. So, you know, the easiest way to find us is in the, the, the Facebook group. It's uh, mass four, the number four, Trump 2024. And um, we also have a different domain name that's kind of right now being forwarded to the Facebook group. And it's the uh, Mass4Trump2024.com. And that's M-A number four Trump2024.com. And if you have any issues, you know, you can also look for me in any of the social media accounts. 
is all uh, I, I have the same handle for all of them. It's at I Slant Studio, and that's the letter I S L A N T Studio. Um, so I'm on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok. So you know I have all the same handles in there. Besides, I think Facebook. I think Facebook. I have a different one just because it's a personal, more of a personal account. Um, that one's just my my name there is Chester M Tam um, on Facebook. So if you can, um, you know, have any issues finding finding the websites or any of the uh, the groups that we have, um, definitely reach out to me. I'll point you in the right directions. We're all, we're always looking for volunteers, so it'd be great if you uh, you know join us and uh, you know win win Trump win win master uh, Trump. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Look, we're gonna have a great time. It's good excitement. It's unbelievable. It's building so quick. All right, we're gonna go to our next caller. Caller, you there? Yes, uh, Tom, thank you for stepping up in uh, Tim's absence. Uh, Lester, I, I listened yesterday intently. I was on the move all day, so I couldn't call in. I'm very impressed with your energy and your knowledge and your willingness to keep learning. And your point yesterday, which you said in the second hour, um, whichever side encompasses and embraces independent and unenrolled is going to witness. Yeah. I left the Democratic Party four years ago. I'm unenrolled. I left the Democratic Party during the Perot, when Ross Perot, because they weren't taking him serious. And the fact that they didn't respect him is why the Republicans won back then. So it should be an interesting run. Yeah, and what would be interesting from, your, from what you just said, imagine if we didn't have two parties and we just had you know, an independent party. Um, you would take away this idea that you know, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. Um, it would really come down to you have a different point of view than I have, and uh, I'm going to support this candidate or that candidate, which, um, which unfortunately, the party stuff has really gotten in the way of, of um, the uh, creating ability to be divided. But I appreciate your, your, your thought and your input, caller. Thanks for calling in. I'm going to go to my next caller. Caller, are you there? Hi. Hi, caller. How are you? Good morning. You're doing morning. a good job. Anyway, I wanted to know how how is Trump going to get all these illegals that are in here already out of here? Well, how how would he he's going to start? He's going to start, which he, which is he's absolutely right to do, is to start identifying the all the criminal illegal aliens uh, first and and remove them uh, immediately. And and um, I'm sure that's going to happen through an expedited uh, process, but also by uh, doing something that is contrary to what Senator Eldridge and these people in Massachusetts are trying to do, which is to prevent law enforcement from working together. Look, um, I, I was down at Ground Zero with my staff. We were there for five weeks. And one of the most important lessons we walked away with was we needed to collaborate federal, state, and local law enforcement to share information so we could maximize our ability to protect the citizens of our communities. And, um, and, and you have legislators like Eldridge and so forth in Massachusetts and elsewhere trying to say, well, we want to protect these people, create sanctuary so law enforcement can't know they're there and so forth. President Trump's priority is going to be target the criminals, identify them, agencies, share your resources so we can get them out of here quickly and find out where they are. And then he'll have to work on a policy.